welcome to the new episode of Graveyard Smash. Uh, I'm Danny O'Dwyer. I'm Elise O'Dwyer, and we have two special guests today. Can you guys introduce yourselves? I'm Brian the Houston. This is Trisha the Houston. <laughs> yeah, and we will be reviewing uh, Friday vs. Jason. If you've not seen the movie and you're very worried about the ending being spoiled, we will spoil really the ending. Really don't worry about it. Because, yeah, but uh, you should definitely see this movie. This yeah. movie is awesome. It's 2003's much-awaited yeah. Freddy vs. Jason. Well, yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing because I remember hearing about this movie back in like... There were always rumors, like even back to the 80s, but mm-hmm. I remember in 1997 I got to high school and one of the first things I said to my good friend Danielle Anderson was we were on the bus. I knew she liked horror movies, but she was like kind of in my group of friends. But where we like became friends, I was like, yeah, I hear they're about to start making Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> no, that was in the works for a long time. It was right. development hell. Like they had, to, I want to say, uh, I want to say Jason goes to, uh, Jason X was definitely made. Because they were buying time for this to happen. I think Jason Goes to Hell might have been in the same boat. Well, right. And Jason Goes to Hell famously is where they first tease the idea. Mm -hmm. You see Freddy Krueger's hand come up and pull Jason's mask down. Jason Goes to Hell also had one of the creepiest VCR boxes. uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. VHS, yeah. The slipcase. Yeah. Yeah. With the big worm thing going through the... The oh, mask and the background yeah. of fire. And I was very afraid of that. As a by kid. a Voorhees, he was born. <laughs> by a Voorhees, he must die. Right. I like that. Yeah, they just changed the rules. But it's also like, who cares? Yeah. Like, as far as movies go, Jason Goes to Hell is one of the better Jason movies. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know. Uh, so, But this movie, uh, Freddy vs. Jason, begins with uh, Robert England as like Freddy pre-getting burned to death. It's also kind of good. Like, I like that it... It's it, nice to see Robert England be Freddy in a movie. Yeah, definitely. You know. But he I, loves it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know you know, Robert England loved every minute of making that movie. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I just like seeing him without the, the burn mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Well, with, I like, too, with that. It kind of brings it back because you forget. Because, like, the Freddy... We were kind of talking before we started recording this podcast... The Nightmare on Elm movies got very silly very quickly. Mm-hmm. And it brings it back, like, Freddy's a child murderer. Right. And, like, kind of implied he molests kids and that's murders what, them. That's one of the things like, I liked about this, seeing him as, like, up to his old tricks before he becomes Freddy, you know, Freddy Krueger that we know and love. He, um, he's going after a little girl. Mm-hmm. And not a teen, puts, not a twenty something posting as a teenager. Right. It's like a little girl. It's a little yeah. girl, and he has a picture of her, like her school photo for some reason, that he's putting in a scrapbook, and he licks the photo before. Oh, he I know. It. Which, which appears to act as he as adhesive, as adhesive, because yeah. he has you know a lizard tongue or something. Yeah, yeah. He has glue like saliva, clearly. <laughs> but, but I like that it's like it's more overt in this. Well, he traded that here. in the afterlife for the ability to go into dreams. Right. He was like, okay, I can go into dreams, but I have to give up the glue tongue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, but... I guess. <laughs> and well, my beautiful skin. <laughs> in the, in that in that beginning, we also like it's being narrated uh, by. The great Ultra white Freddy or something right. like, like like the great white like, shark. Freddy. It's, it's it's like Super Shredder Freddy, uh, yeah. where he's got like the weirdly like bloodshot, <laughs> weird, crazy and like alien lines eyes. and lines of shark teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that never comes up anywhere yeah, else in the movie it's or any of them. Yeah, like that. It's, except for yeah. in this eyes. In yeah, that moment, eyes. Yeah. yeah, like when he when the he comes back in the movie, like uh, 
uh, Trisha commented on when we were watching it, and she's like, oh my god, I forgot about this. I, when did he start looking like that? He's like, on, only here. No, yeah, only here. For, for about Not 30 later. seconds of film Not time. Even later in the movie. I think it was like, like in the editing process, they were like, wouldn't it be cool if we had a creepier <laughs> I was like, ready here? This is what I'm like, I got $12. Like what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> This is what he looks like as Gollum. He's yeah. been waiting too long in Dreamland Purgatory that he starts Only. developing more pointy teeth and glowing blue Only eyes. Only precious is children. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> well, so it turns out, Freddy's problem is the people in Elm Street have successfully, through media blackouts and stuff, which will come into play more later in the movie, they've managed to forget Freddy. They've gotten the kids to not know who Freddy Krueger is, and so they're not dreaming of him. So he's lost his power. His power of fear, yeah. and, you know, to go in the dreams. So his idea is he's like, I'm going to go disguise myself as Jason's mom. Jason's well, so Jason well, is dead at this see, point. We see a girl in a, in a dimly lit lake. <laughs> yeah. And she shows her boobs. Yeah. Her <laughs> big shows her want to do. Big yes. fake titties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, Mike, is that you? And then she just starts waving her boobs around. Right? Like, it's like, well, if it isn't, anyway. <laughs> Why doesn't that ever happen when I go to fix someone's air conditioning? <laughs> Mike? A- oh, 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 hey, yeah, I'm just here to fix your air conditioning. It didn't happen when you were a pizza delivery guy? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I was invited in by these two, like, pothead chicks that were like... They were like, hey, want to hang out with us? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> they not. They looked like... As it turns out, the kinds of girls that invite you in when you're a pizza guy are not the kinds of girls you want to party with. Yeah, they, troll women. Troll, troll women. women. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, so this girl is being pursued by Jason. Right. After, after after jumping in the lake. And then yeah. jumping briefly, right back out. And then, yeah. then getting really scared for some reason. Yeah. Like, she's like... But Mike's not here yet. She was already <laughs> uh, alone in the dark at the lake. And naked. <laughs> and, 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 did then, the, and did the titty dance for like <laughs> yeah. the night watchman out in the shadows. And yeah. then jumped in the lake because Mike's just, maybe he's a little shy. She says, it's not funny anymore. And gets out of the lake and starts <laughs> running for It's not funny anymore. How you're not answering yeah. me. <laughs> how, how, how there's no sound of anyone laughing. It's, it's, yeah. Now it's it so Jason like he kills her and it's implied like so Jason's dead at this point but this seems like now if you if you saw there was a previous film called Jason Goes to Hell and it would imply that he's in hell but this seems like Jason having to hell yes yes right right like well, it's, <sighs> it's clearly one of Jason's dreams and what's interesting to me about this dream is it's from it's in this girl's perspective. Right. <laughs> he's but here's the thing. He's it's he's not dreaming, well, kind of. Uh Freddie says he has to he goes to hell to right. find the perfect person. So Jason is in hell. But it seems but, to be a dream that but it's also is yeah, but yeah. it also seems like a pretty cool it. hell for like like for me it'd be horrible. Like you have yeah, to why go out and want to leave. He I, yeah, exactly. Likes, I would why like isn't it. he like it working like, in a cubicle it, somewhere? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's Jason in a cubicle. <laughs> Jason is like a phone sales rep. Jason's just, just like to... punching the keyboard one finger at a time. Warties, I need you to fill out these expense reports. Post haste. Yeah. Jason, uh, Jason working as a janitor at a place where they process chickens or right. something. Like, you know, that sounds terrible. Like, 
Pizza delivery driver for troll women. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Jason, like, he likes this. Like, for me, it would be bad. I would hate to, like, have to go around murdering co-eds. Like, it'd be like, oh, God, this is horrible. Like, I know. I, I'm punishing you for showing me your tits? Yeah. That, that is not your way. And the no. other thing is they play it off, even though it might not be a dream, because Freddie apparently said his thing about going to hell. It clearly is a dream, because they show... You're probably going to go back into this. But then they show him in, like, his grave. Oh, yeah. He's all decomposed. Yeah, I know. Right. Somewhere in in the woods, apparently. Right. And then I'm like, oh, so dead people dream. Okay. (laughs) Perhaps. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Well, that's, like, a bit more... Lots of leaps in logic. (laughs) That's a bit more metaphysical than we need to get into this podcast. Like, what is heaven? What is hell? Like... Really, I thought that was what we were here to really talk about. Dream. No, you know what? Yeah, I really don't want to talk about the movie anymore. I want to get into <laughs> yes. the metaphysics let's, of let's Freddy vs. Jason. Let's what does discuss. the director Ronnie Yu think are the metaphysics of this? <laughs> so, <laughs> the director of Bride of Chucky. What does he think I, about the dead dreaming? So Dan and I, in preparation for this podcast, I, I suggested that we watch the movie with commentary. Which turned out to not be as illuminating as we anticipated. That's unfortunate. But one of the commentators is Robert England. And he mostly talks about how big the women's tits are. That's all he talks about. He, at the very beginning, the girl at the lake, he's like, oh yeah, it was cold that night. (laughs) I won't get into how I can tell. (laughs) But it was just like... That's all he talked about was like, yeah, she was real pretty. Like, like, I was just... Like is the, that the one that jumped in and then jumped yeah, out that yeah, was looking for me? Yeah. Or the dead one that he was, like, <laughs> screwing on the porch? No, we didn't get to that part. Like, I, I think I watched the whole audio commentary back in college, but, like... We gave up. It was, like, well, this I def- is not... This yeah. is I know I did. I might have... I could see it with you, because I, I wrote... Um, I wrote a college paper on Freddy vs. Jason. Yes, you did. Uh, for a film class that I never took, uh, so I had to write, like, a, a an essay, you know, just to be the TA in that class and so I did a, a two and a half minute scene of the movie yes. that we'll get to later yeah. uh, and I, I stopped at 13 pages because I didn't want it to be ridiculous <laughs> uh, but like the, the idea was to pretend that the director knew what the hell he was doing and everything was intentional and read into it so yeah. I'm like so the meaning here <laughs> it was the best thing I've ever done in my life I'm sorry except getting married uh, <laughs> So it's like they can't see it's second, it. It's, I wasn't it's, like fishing for that. By the way, it's second place. Don't lie, Trisha. You were like, "What about?" I was me? like, "What the fuck, I've, Brian?" I've saved the lives of children. <laughs> they are a distant, distant behind that. Like so, twelfth place. So, uh, Freddie. It turns out he's been forgotten by the people of Elm Street. So he convinces Jake. He dis- goes. He disguises himself as Jason's mother, and he's like, "Jason, hey, go to Elm Street, kill a bunch of teenagers." And so the, did Jason just get up and walk to Elm Street from Crystal Lake? Yeah, but it turns out it's like... <laughs> no, because he can apparate, because he went from Crystal Lake to Manhattan like nobody's right, fucking yeah, business. No, no, no. If, okay, if you want to get into that, that movie, the big problem is they're like, we need to establish that Crystal Lake is somehow connected to the to Atlantic Manhattan. Ocean. Yeah. And yeah, they, they, yeah. They're like, people will be confused if he just shows up in Manhattan. You know? <laughs> no, in... Uh, 
could, but I mean, they establish later in this movie too. Crystal Lake is like a twenty-minute drive or yeah. so from. Oh, okay, yeah. He Elm could walk. He, Jason could walk that. Yeah, easy. Yeah. It, it's not the first time he's left Crystal Lake. Yeah, it's not the first time that he's left Crystal Lake either. Walk, right? uh, even if you, even if you ignore Jason Takes Manhattan, he also uh, he hunted down like the original survivor of the first movie. Yeah, and mm, murdered yeah. her. And apparently used the phone to prank call her, um, <laughs> which which boggles my mind. But we're talking zombie Jason now, so zombie Jason. He's a prankster. Yeah. He kind of is a jokester. Yeah. He is. Like Loki. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so zombie Jason, this isn't the first time he's come back like this. He's, this has happened in other Jason movies where his organs re- reform. But it's the first time it's happened where it's just been... Oh, apparently you're deciding that you're coming back to life now. That's your thing. You yeah. decide to be dead or decide <laughs> to be alive. He's like, oh, I have a new purpose in unlife and yeah. time to. If there's naughty children to be macheting to death, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so then there's some slice graphics of like flesh the, and some the, blaring some the new. The title card tells you this is a Freddy and a Jason movie for a new generation, along with the the very new metal cool music. Oh, ah! Yeah, well, <laughs> was it was it a new generation like NU with the umlaut? Yeah, <laughs> for a new metal a generation. New generation. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty sweet musical intro <laughs> to this like world we're about to enter. Um, and uh, we are introduced to these characters who are playing playing a game of Mary Fuck Kill with the Three Stooges. Hello. 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 Yeah. And uh, I have to say that they answer the only correct answer <laughs> with Kilmo, Fuck Curly, Whoa. and Mary Larry. I'm a Mo man. You would marry Mo or you would fuck Mo? I mean, the only <laughs> option is to kill or to fuck Mo because there's no way I'd deal with that <laughs> shit for the no rest of my life. To no. <laughs> so, what is your answer? Because oh. you know, I love Larry above yeah. all. I would, I would, I would marry Curly. You would marry Curly. He's the sweetest one, and he's he'd probably be good around the house and stuff. <laughs> I could play Pop Goes the Weasel. He'd kick someone's ass, you know. <laughs> and so, who do you kill? You would kill Larry. Don't tell me you would kill Larry. I guess you gotta kill Mo. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, right. Okay, but, exactly. But Moe's their leader. <laughs> so you would fuck Larry, the ugliest stooge? <laughs> yeah. Alright, I mean, guys, now we all have to answer this. Oh, I definitely kill Mo. There's no doubt about it. I, Mo can't survive. That's right. the, that's the thing. And no he he would not be an attentive no. lover. No. Um, and he would be an awful, awful husband to me. Yeah. Um, so the question is. Could Curly really uh, keep the house the way I'm accustomed to? And the answer to that is definitely not, because he would break things more often. It would be like, and and, like, you know, it'd be like, oh, but I told you I wanted to say that. Uh, so you, you have, I have to marry Larry, yeah, and I guess I'm just fucking answer. Curly. Yeah. Um, you know? I would side and say that I would fuck Mo, marry Larry, and kill Curly, and kill Curly because oh, interesting. because Curly uh, would just get us into trouble on the line, right? With that, and though, hold on, just real quick, if I if I may, yes. you can't kill Curly. Like, he won't die. <laughs> He's Jason Voorhees. Except except when he did. 
Yeah. No, well, she gets like. Oh, <laughs> Jokes about stuff. Yeah, like I feel like Larry is the, the most 30s. reasonable person. <laughs> Larry is the most reasonable option for marriage. Yeah, and that's, that's, <laughs> it was the only correct answer is to marry Larry. Larry is my favorite stooge anyway, yeah. so I'm biased in that now, way. Now, the other thing you notice in this scene, like the one girl... Uh, who we affectionately dub Big Dub Tits Big when we first tits, saw yeah. the movie. Can't remember what her BDT. actual Catherine uh, Catherine Isabel is the right. actress's name, but yes, Big Dumb Tits. Yeah, she's the brunette with the huge cans. Yeah, she's smoking in someone else's house, which is also like <laughs> the movie. It didn't seem that weird when the movie came out, like in two thousand three. Like this is actually the first movie Elise and I saw in the theater together. And it was pre Illinois no smoking law, yes. right? Right. Yeah. yeah. By so, a few years, but that was, didn't. That was not established until like... It was like two or three years later. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was 21, you could smoke in bars still. It was sometime in that year it was like... Yeah. But it, it's weird to, to think of like going to someone else's house and smoking at their house. Yeah. Inside yeah. their she's house. She's also... Yeah. Right. A, a, she's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it totally is within character for big dumb tits to smoke yeah. in someone else's right. house. She only, she only smokes when she's drinking. Which is all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> I knew a lot of people like that in college. Well, they smoke when I drink. Like, well, you get hammered like six nights a week. When so. aren't you drinking? Yeah. Um, but one of the things I like about that scene is that uh, she's like, I'm going to go get some beer. And they're like, are you okay to drive? She's like, I'm totally under the limit. She's in high school. There is, it was zero tolerance. <laughs> uh, so there was no, like, there's no state in the union right. where an, someone 18 or younger driving uh, with any alcohol really is going to be. Right. Yeah. Well, are they? We, are we they? Don't because know what, we weren't really sure. We then, were like, are they seniors? Like, what? Well, yeah. I think they were about sixteen years old. It's supposed to be. I mean, these people yeah. are in their mid twenties. Yeah. It's very like right. It's not like some shows where or movies where they look like they're like could be in their teens. These mm-hmm. people are in their mid. Because the reason I ask is, and we'll get to these characters later, was because of the boyfriend who saw what he thought he saw was like. Three years prior, right? No, because yeah. that's the thing. Because like, uh, well, they were like fourteen when that happened, right? Okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's the whole thing. They did find so out. sixteen, seventeen. They yeah. do explicitly uh, say that the main girl in this, uh, yeah, she said she hasn't dated anyone. We find out since her boyfriend disappeared, like he moved away when she was fourteen, which seems really weird when you watch the movie until you remember, like, oh, she's supposed to be like seventeen or right. sixteen or something. But it's like, because you, your body like, well, she's like 26, so <laughs> it's a long-ass time. It was like, all right, she's in, quote-unquote, high school. And yeah. her yeah. friends are uh, encouraging her. They Some some guys come over uh, yeah. right, right around then. And, and they uh, and they quickly establish, in a, in a lazy way, that the one uh, big-tits girl has the douchiest boyfriend of all time. Of like, all time. He's pretty hilarious. He's got a striped sweater on, you know, yeah. very striped sweatery time period. As we got into Cabin Fever, it was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yes. 2003, it was, was like, the all the p- pictures of me at like family parties with her. It's the striped like wearing, skater sweater. Yeah, wearing a striped sweater or a rugby shirt. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two, pretty much. And then it made me feel sad for, for drunken big dumb tits because her friends are fucking awful. To let her just go away with this mm-hmm. guy who, like, basically threatened physical violence if she didn't come with him. <laughs> well, so, like, uh, the, so... So you're saying this is not a feminist film? 
I would argue what against I'm that. It is absolutely absolutely not. That is a college paper for another uh, another day and another time. <laughs> I would I could make that argument. Listen, um, we've I've already derailed us into metaphysical con- con- conversation mm-hmm. about. Well, this is out. good. This is a very deep podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, uh, so, so the two guys come over. Big dumb tits boyfriend who's awful, and mm. then random random schmuck. Yeah, Blake oh, is the Blake. Blake. Blake and, groping himself and drinking from a flask. Yeah, and, and they're like, "Hey, we've got beer because it's super easy to get beer because like big dumb tits, dumb tits was about to drive out drunk and get, and get beer. beer, and then they showed up with beer. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, wow, that's so." That, that's so true to life. Right. It's like an 18 year old who's like, man, I'm going to go buy beer on my own. Yeah. But oh, you bought it, brought it for me? That works too. As yeah, opposed it, to, I have to go. It's a two hour conversation of who can get beer for us right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I remember, like, at this time, actually, too, like, I lived with our friend Andrew Chamberlain right next door to Houston, actually. And, uh, like, I'd be like, hey, he was 21. I wasn't at the time. So I'd be like, here's some cash. Can you get me beer? And I'm like, can you give me like a case of old style or paps? Usually is what I went with. It's one time you came back with Milwaukee's best. It's like, yeah, this was cheaper. It was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yes, I remember I went to a party when I was under 21 and he's like, okay, are we going to buy some beers? Like, yeah, I guess so. You know, me and a couple other people threw a few bucks in and the person that was 21 went out into the store and came back. And like I was like, okay, we can't go in the store because it was like a jewel, and they card everyone. Right. Yeah. So and I knew that because I worked at a jewel. So I was like, all right, well, let's not run into that problem. It's just uh, she's like, what do you want? It's like I, I don't care. M- Miller lights, Miller light, yeah. fine, everybody. Okay, sure, we'll do that. She comes back with high life light, and I was like, but what? What are you doing? And she's like, well, it was cheaper, and there is more. I was like, well, I. I, I can't, <laughs> technically, I can't fault your logic, but I already, I'm, I'm already, I'm, you know, not 21 yet, but I already know this is a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. So, asshole boyfriend was an asshole. Like he, well, he had yeah. sex with her with well, the door open in someone else's house. Right. Meanwhile, uh, they're drunk. Kelly Rowland was like really pushing. Uh, Lori to get with Greg to get with is that Blake. Greg? Blake. Yeah. Blake 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 right Blake. you're right Blake Greg like, Greg was the asshole Greg's like Blake don't make me on the ask you twice way in the house which is a total normal teenage boy thing to comment dude on. he was trying to seem smart he could right yeah. like that's right. the thing I will give him credit he was trying to he, I think he was trying to impress right and impress Lori well Kelly Rowland was like well you should see your bedroom so like she's trying to get her date raped basically is what she's pushing right no. Which is what she, her role actually is. Like, <laughs> Kelly Rowland, the only point to her character is to basically see all her all of her friends get laid, and she just sits there. She just chills and comments. She just chills it. and yeah. comments. Her character, by the way, named Kia, because we didn't have those affordable cars on the market. Last name yeah. Sorrento. <laughs> Last character named Kia. Last <laughs> <laughs> <And> Sorrento. <laughs> But I, I really liked that she, her. She wanted to get uh, uh, get Lori laid with the explanation. Oh, you're, you're you're complaining about your boyfriend from when you were 14. You were fucking 14. It's time to just get over him and have sex with some random dude because you need it, girl. And that guy just disappeared without a trace out of nowhere. <laughs> no phone call. No, nothing. you really did. Yeah. So, the, so get over it. He's the Kaiser Sose of high school boyfriends. 
<laughs> so yeah, homeboy is upstairs. They have sex with the door open, and then she in the unsexiest sex scene of all time. Yeah, As is apt to Disag- do for teenage sex. <laughs> Disagree. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> it was unsexy. Uh, Very unsexy. Disagree. Disagree. I'm so, not. I'm not unhappy. You saw with a little it. bit of her butt. I mean, did it? Where was it? This was yeah, it? The boobies it was, flapping around that were like, it oh no, it's totally sexy. It was from you behind. Could, you couldn't see them. Oh, yeah. You couldn't see them, but you know they were. Yeah. <laughs> then she goes and gets in the shower. And this it's, is a normal thing to do at your friend's party. It's just take a shower. Well, after sex. It wasn't really a party, though. It, yeah. it was, I mean. There were like five she, yeah. people in the it, house. It, 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 if, gathering. if everything was, was going to plan, her friend is getting date raped in the in the downstairs. And, you know, and Kia is, is uh, watching just, yeah, just like, like rubbing her nose frantically, like getting off on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, talk about her nose job. Her and, nose yeah. Uh, An important part of the movie. So, so Lori, yeah. Her um, boyfriend also comments that her hair stinks of menthol. Yeah, because she was smoking. Yeah. yeah so, well, yeah. Also, like, that was a nice little exchange. She was like, oh, I hate it when you smoke. She's like, it was menthol. Like, like breath mints. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ugh. Don't, don't snuggle with me. I don't, don't like to be touched afterwards. This guy is... What, one of the great things about this movie is that everyone that dies... Totally deserves, deserves it. it. Generally, yeah. In a, in a Jason movie tradition of generally, Sexer. you want to watch the people who because like Jason is one of the one of the few horror movie monsters you always root for. Mm-hmm. You know, much. you're never like, like, oh, I hope they get away. Like it's always like, oh, good, Jason's no, gonna kill another one. You know, stab him in the eye. Yeah. Stab him <laughs> just, just stab him in the fucking face. Like just it's like do generally, it. it's like Jason and like Godzilla. It's like yes. I <laughs> To succeed yeah. with their endeavor. I want him to see what he does best. Yeah, so uh, Big Dumb Ted takes a shower. Very obvious body double on yes. the titties. I guess there was a whole thing, too, I was reading the trivia that, like... Oh, the, me too, yeah. Yeah, that, like, the director was like, okay, so you're gonna get naked, right? And she's like, no. <laughs> well, like, she signed really? up for a different role in the movie when they were, like, earlier in production. Like, they had to combine a, characters yeah. and, like, lose characters. And he's like, oh, hey, you should totally be this character. Without actually like going over the fact that they planned on having her have a nude scene, and so like she's like, okay, yeah, sure, and she made like the you know when they finally cut out like whoever else they had, so they have this, and he's like, oh, hey, you know, you're get, doing that nude scene, right? You're still doing that nude scene. She kept... And I guess he put a lot of pressure on it. And she and felt she... really uncomfortable. And yeah, stuff. and I guess she, she said she, from what I read, she had signed a, a contract stating no nude scenes. For yeah. the movie, so because I was actually in all legit, I was actually going to ask you if there was anything in the trivia about what contract she signed because usually, like when you sign on for stuff like that, you have to be very specific about nude yeah. scenes because then they could be like if you don't have well, it yeah. in there that you don't if you don't have that clause that you're not going to do nude scenes, then they can get you for breach of contract. Mm-hmm. Right. It's too bad she has some hot titties. <laughs> I but mean, they're not hers. You don't even know if they're no, actually she, she, hers. No, no, no. no. We they're, know that those ones weren't, but in general. But in real life, Big Dumb Tits appears to have nice breasts. poor young actress had the agency and... No, 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 no. You're twisting my words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad for her. Her... her. I'll just stick quill well, on the head. We're, we're glad that she's happy. Yes. We, we could have been happy in a different way, in a different situation. I'm actually glad she actually had the agency, which is hard I, to... I wish she was just down with it, but, you know... Not everyone's down with it. 
I wish she wanted more nudity, and the director was like, no, and she got her right. <laughs> that would be the best case scenario. Return of the willing participant than someone who'd been cool. Yeah, like, like yeah. Return of the Willing Dead. Return of the Living Dead. Let's still rewind that. So, so uh, her boyfriend, while she's taking a shower, Jason shows up. He stabs her boyfriend through the bed, which also I'll point out, Machete's not really a stabbing weapon. They're not really that sharp usually. Yeah. Can we go back? I'm sorry. I'm going to go back yes. because I want to, I want to, um, you brought up the, the fact that the not sharp machete goes through all the way through. Oh yeah. Let's yeah. discuss the first oh, yeah. death where the machete, machete goes through a tree through, and the machete goes from being like maybe two feet long to being six feet long yeah, by going through a human body and the entire tree. <laughs> right. And on the, on the far end of that, it's not like a little bit of the knife is sticking out. A lot it's of it. A lot a of it's lot sticking of it. out and it's dripping in blood. Right. So Which means it was the super tree, fucking fast. No, it means that the tree is also has blood in it. Right. In oh, right. Because it came through the tree. Well, it is hell yeah. theoretically. Perhaps it's a blood tree. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like know. the fountain uh, only, you know, with blood trees instead of, like, jizz trees or whatever. But yeah, yeah machetes are typically so, But then after he, he stabs him a bunch of times, it's also good. I like that he was shaking his beer up as he was <laughs> And then Jason, like, folds the bed in half. Like, Which is know, the greatest thing I've It wasn't ever a seen. fold-out bed. <laughs> right. It wasn't a fold-out bed either. Yeah, right. It clearly was a regular bed. And then Jason was like, I'm going to tidy up. And he folded the bed up after committing murder. And I think this all goes back to the uh, earlier in the scene, um, Big Dumb Tits, when she was about to go out and get beer, she was smoking by the window because she's courteous in right. someone else's yeah. house and flicks her butt out the window and it hits Jason it's right Jason in the face. And yeah. Jason's just like, fuck you, He's bitch, like, you're I, 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 I was thinking about letting you guys go because you it's seem like, like good kids. But, but now... Uh, you're smoking, I'm coming in and I'm murdering the fuck and, out of you. And you don't even notice I'm here lurking? <laughs> fuck you, bitch. This fuck is my you. Jason voice. I assume he talks like this. You, uh, we assume see, he's like Andrew like Dice Clay. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> see, I always just pictured him talking like Don Knotts. Like, oh, Andy. <laughs> if, if he said, oh, Andy, I would, I, would, I would listen to Jason saying, oh, Andy, over and over again. So, so then we cut to Lori's at the police station. Not Big Dumb Tits or Kelly Rowland oh, or right, anyone else. Lori. It's just her for whatever reason. No, no, no. They were there, but they were sent home. It was only Lori that had to stay. Well, why for her? Reason. She wasn't. Oh, it was her house, I guess. But it was her house, and her dad wasn't for, there. Like for, her dad was like missing or something. For reasons, I yeah. think is the best way sure. to go. <laughs> because we know they all were introduced to the police because like they ran out of the house and uh, the police officer <laughs> comes over crazy. and he's like, so it just happened to be driving down the street. Yeah, I mean, good timing. Good, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a good. I'm 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 glad the that they. Block. Yeah, they're they're in a safe for neighborhood. For obvious yeah. reasons. <laughs> Freddie related, <laughs> and, and, and he's like, you know, says something along the lines of, and, and she's like, and Big Tumtis is shows her hands covered in blood. Goes, what the fuck are you doing? And, and, and then, yeah, and then cuts right. to at the at the. Which, also, on that note, what she should have taken the time to get dressed before freaking out. No, 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 no. <laughs> Towels in movies. That thing would they have been stay? on the ground. They stay. Like, that thing would have been on the ground and she would have been naked in real life. I want to know their towel tying secrets. I do too. So it's it's an ironclad non-nudity contract. <laughs> that, that, that is the secret. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's at the police station. Yeah, and she has a dream about Freddy. 
Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. If only someone hadn't mentioned Freddy to her beforehand. Yeah, What's the name? Out. What's the name? It turns because out she's just trying to remind herself. This town has pulled a real Rahm Emanuel. Covering up. Covering up these paranormal murders. Yeah. No. <laughs> so that's what he was doing before he helped the president. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, she had, her nightmare is pretty, you know, creepy. It's effective. There's a girl yeah. with no eyes in it. Yeah, the, that was the part that you actually. I had to cover my face. I can't stand creepy children in movies. Fair enough. Yeah, that's why they use them a lot. Particularly yeah. creepy like, dead children. Actually, yeah. like because we we do talk about it later, but I guess there's a thing like actually kind of big around this time, like the early 2000s, was like. Like a little girl, like yeah. singing, like being around the road. Well, that's that's been in the the, the, the Freddy rhyme has been around well, the Fre- for the, the whole Freddy series. Rhyme has been around the whole series, but, but the like, theme of it, like the whole feel of it, it really yeah. came into like other movies, like Resident Evil and stuff. It was like that little British girls, like the narrator mm-hmm. and stuff around that time. You started seeing creepy children more frequently, in or like even 90s, even yeah. in TV, like with Doctor Who, with like Are You My Mummy? Yeah, yeah. Like no, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very the Grudge was around this time as well. The Ring, oh, fuck yeah. That movie. yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so then we we cut back yeah, then, to well uh, we find out that freddie loves children especially like this um 24 year old woman <laughs> right yeah like well okay it, it freddie in the movies because presumably because uh killing small children is bad right but killing teenagers or presumed teenagers is more acceptable because let's face it those fuckers have to go. Right. Uh, <laughs> Especially, like, we're talking about Gen Xers here. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, in uh, the like, original never, Freddy, it like, made sense. None of the Friday the 13th movies uh, have him killing children. Uh, like, this is the only one that actually shows him with a child on screen. That, oh, that's true. Right, they're always like, teenagers. Uh, this point, yeah. Freddy's Dead also has, like, a brief scene where it's, like, implied that there's, like... You know, some child molestation or child murdering. It's just that he's a child killer. That's what they yeah. say. And then... He's like, oh, I'm going to kill high school kids now because yeah. that's my thing now. Yeah. Now that I'm dead, I've, I've grown as a person. As... Files always move on to high school. <laughs> you know? It's not about power. It's about <laughs> sexy naughtiness. Yeah. No. <laughs> We're getting into Trisha's really uncomfortable with this mode of conversation. Sexy naughtiness. Um, I just, because I, like in the first movie it made sense to... The vengeance aspects of Freddy, like yeah. the first um, nightmare, but the fact that he just continues with teenagers when he was a child predator, yeah. always like I was like, really, yeah, guys? It, it doesn't make sense in like a story perspective, but in terms of it being film. a movie, like, right? Like it was a movie. That no one wants to watch a movie see. where he murders a bunch of children. No, like, uh, unless unless they go the the Jason Voorhees way and just make them the. Worst fucking shits ever. Like, yeah. just like the worst seven year olds. Oh like, my god, that's what we need. Village of the Damned versus Freddy versus, Freddy versus Jason. Jason. <laughs> like, good. Uh, Nobody I, kills these kids. <laughs> I, I would watch that over yeah. here. Children of the Corn? Oh yeah. god, yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, after this, we go to the scene that actually. Uh, you wrote a whole. Uh, paper you wrote a whole. Paper oh yeah, about. yeah. Blake yeah. vows revenge. Yeah. So uh, outside of Blake's house, uh, Blake's sitting on the porch, and his dad comes out, and he says something along the lines of, "What were you doing out? You know, you're supposed to be babysitting yeah, your sister instead of right. were you out drinking or something?" He's like, 
No, Dad. I'm, I'm trying to get over my friend getting, you know, fucking stabbed. Dad. And he wasn't and, actually, I don't think he was his real dad. I think he was his stepdad. That is more backstory than I think this movie knows how to provide. I think it was in the story. Uh, I'm sorry, this is your you scene. You might be correct. It's yeah. possible. But, uh, so he, the dad immediately just goes, huh, and goes back inside, <laughs> while Blake says, you know, I'm going to avenge your death. There's, I heard them say somebody named Freddy Krueger, maybe, and takes a swig out of his flask that he always has around. Right. It's a nice body warm temperature, probably, <laughs> uh, for his, uh, I'm, I'm guessing... The tasty cocktail at night. A, a, it's, aristocrat it's, vodka, perhaps? Yeah. It's uh, probably Night Train. It's I'm on the Night Train! You need that as cold as possible. That's just, um, so he uh, has a dream which has where he thinks he sees something in the bushes, and he starts to go investigate because you see like the, a point of view shot from the bushes. Yeah, there's something. And moving there's around. something moving around there. So he gets up to investigate, and then he sees a, a fucking goat, and he goes, "That's a goat." Uh, he goes out to look at that, <laughs> and in the street there's Freddy, and Freddy goes, "Ha ha!" Because this Freddy. Like most Freddies, is uh, part of the Vegas Freddy uh, generation <laughs> of Freddies, where he's not really scary so much as someone who likes to laugh at his own jokes. <laughs> um, like he, he's definitely very a, 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 a very showy Freddy, performer. Yeah. He does like three shows a night. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, nine months out of the year, he does that. Um, so Freddy tries to kill him by having like his shadow elongate down the street and stab uh, Blake, but goes right through Blake, and Blake goes, "Oh, I'm okay." And runs away, and Freddy's like, I'm not strong enough yet. I think I'll let Switching Jason have a little bit of fun. And so... Yeah, Freddy, Freddy gives us a little exposition there. Yeah, he, he, he explains what's going on. Yeah. You know that because Freddy's there, and a goat, I guess, that's... Goat, it's a dream. The goat appears in the first Freddy dream in Nightmare on Elm Street. The girl, that's true. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a callback. it does. It is a callback. It's a, it's a I forgot callback. about that. It's a callback that no one should be able to say that's a callback right. to. Because it's not, you should reference something from that movie if right. it's a callback. Yeah, and but, not just like a small. See, but that's kind of what I like about this movie is it's definitely like they made it with the fans in mind and succeeded admirably. Like, I have no complaints about this film. Oh, absolutely not. Um, like, so with Blake, he wakes up and his dad's next to him. And his dad's just staring off into space. And Blake's like, Dad. Dad, he shakes his dad's shoulder, and his head comes off, and it's <laughs> spurting blood everywhere. And so then Blake's like, what? And then Jason comes out, and he you know, slices at him, and you just see like a bucket's worth of blood splash up on the wall. Which is uh, On the window. Which tells you something about, uh, about Jason in this movie, because Jason... Is the Clearly. Jackson Pollock of horror movie villains. <laughs> well, also. Uh, but Jason murdered the father, then posed him next to the kid that was sleeping. He didn't kill the sleeping kid. He killed the father, cut his head off, very cleanly, I might add. Yeah, uh, he, with, like, with his pull, machete. Like uh, pulling the, flo- you know, the, yeah. the, the cloth <laughs> off the table. Uh, the flowers yeah. are still standing. <laughs> and then he puts the head back up. Cleans up after himself, right. so there's no sign of it. Oh, yeah, there'd have to be a lot of blood from decapitation. No, it was well, like you, you ever was... see someone like really good at like pulling a tablecloth off, <laughs> but also, like maybe like... you press down at the head and then cut off. But like... then his corpse squirts blood everywhere. But like, <laughs> the head could you imagine like if 
he Jason kills the dad and it's like this bloody mess and he's like oh that's not what I planned for and he's like tr- really trying yeah. to be quiet cleaning up yeah, yeah and he's like oh well, man this kid is sleeping like bucket. really hard but what has to have happened see that's the thing that, that's great about that scene is it, it must have happened because there's no way he didn't spill all sorts of blood right. doing that it, and then he waited for the kid to wake and, up and, and, and waited like, for him to react <laughs> and he's just presumably giggling on the other side of the porch because he's not like like jumping over the porch. He's like just waiting around the corner, yeah. just like oh wait, he's gonna get. I can get this fucker so good. Yeah. And just like, <laughs> like ah. kid had gone into REM sleep, you know, like, right? Like, like he's like take, picking everything up and cleaning everything he's off. Like, he's like, dude, you haven't woken up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps his time as a janitor in the chicken factory in hell prepared him for cleaning. <laughs> So that was my 13-page paper, that <laughs> scene, that I, that I sold as being very I meaningful. I also like, too, this part, that Blake vows revenge. He's like, yeah, like, I think the guy's name is Greg. He's like, Greg, I'm going to take care of this for you. I like that they give him, like, kind of a little bit more than he deserves as a character. Like, <laughs> be like, I'm going to have revenge. He's like, nope. And then he um, uses his father or stepfather, what, what have you. His if it was his stepdad, to try to shield himself from I don't know. Uh, if it right. was his stepdad, he would drive a Camaro. And they would establish that. So. <laughs> I feel like I heard that in the movie that he. I, I don't. For know. some reason, I think that's right too. So there must. Well, have they been... would play Kiss when he came on camera. No, 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 no. <laughs> play like Listen. Love Gun or something. There was his stepdad. <laughs> I like Love Gun as the official soundtrack of stepdads. Oh, definitely. What's the official soundtrack of stepmoms? Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't seen that Julia Roberts movie. <laughs> so then we go to the institution, and it turns out that John Ritter's kid was Lori's boyfriend. Yeah. And he's been in the institution since he was 14. I wrote him down as a poor man's Jared Leto. Really? I put him down. At, no, Jared Leto is like too pretty, dude. Like he's more handsome than like like a pretty. I feel like he's like, the poor man of the kid. Oh, what's the kid? who's the kid from the OC? I don't know. Brody Damn it, something? Brody something. <laughs> yeah. It is something Brody. Yeah, Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Uh, so he has a friend, Mark. That's a poor man's version of that oh. shitty reality. <laughs> poor man's version <laughs> of somebody who is on the WB. <laughs> Yeah, so we're swinging for the fences here. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think I think the movie like people were generally pretty good in it. By the way, as far as the casting, friend, goes. I thought the best performance in the movie His was f- the Ritter kid's friend. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Mark. Mark. Yeah. Mark. Mark. Yeah, he was right. pretty good in the movie. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. It's also like because also like the what we did listen to the audio commentary. Like Robert Englund points out, like most of his lines are exposition, and it's hard when that's your job to like. Do a good push job. them, yeah. Because you're, you know, he's, I didn't realize that you're, you're absolutely right. He's, Almost everything he sure. says is just pushing the narrative along and yep. like filling in stuff. He's like the only person who knows what's going on at all. He's like, oh, here's what, oh, here's what we have to do. Oh, do this or that. It's like he does a pretty he, good job of he's it. He's entertaining to watch, and he loads well. And he has like kind of a more complicated backstory. And it turns out, no career after that. No, yeah. <laughs> well, and, he was really good in the movie. Yeah, no, because there's the part he's right one of the, there. He was funny too. Like, he he was in the Revenant. He was a, okay. He was? 
I guess so. Wait. According to IMDb. Click on it. But, I want to uh, know who he is. Uh, I'm not going to find... Uh, it's not, uh, you guys keep talking. I'm going to okay. look this up. I do like to... It, it, Good the, for him. At the mental institution they're at, because um, they're a bit institutionalized... Mom, just get him Pepsi, please. All I want is a Pepsi. Uh, that, um... What you call There's it? There's a Scatman Brothers <coughs> meets Nurse Ratchet oh, character. Man. Right, but also Mark is... Uh, what you call it? Like, there's a really cool part where the, there's one of these, you know, crazies who's like, wants to play checkers, and Mark's like, no, dude, get Uno. I don't like checkers. I, I I'm an Uno Jesse. guy. Yeah. It makes me identify with him, because I would rather play Uno than checkers. Oh, my God. Uno is better than checkers. But it means, like, He's I love right. how... Does that like, mean that we're crazy? Oh. <laughs> I love how that establishes that they have, like, a relationship within the, like, they're not just yeah. going crazy. They're just dealing with their surroundings. Right. Well, then, also, that scene, they, they take, they're taking their medication. And they take Hypnosil. Hypnosil, which oh, hypnosil. was introduced in the Friday ser- in the Nightmare series uh, only once before. It was brought up in Nightmare Part 3, The Dream Warriors. Where uh, Nancy, who survived the first yeah. movie, that's how she survived on not having further dreams of Freddy. And so they just ignored it for the rest of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And they're like, oh, hey, by the way, this shit works. Mm-hmm. It's still not FDA approved. Right. Um, right. Okay. So as somebody who works in the healthcare field with prescription medications, this is so tangential. But um, FDA approved. How does an entire facility get granted, like, without permission of any of the patients... A study on hypnosil to keep an entire facility of people. Like that just like I can't. I I think I have a I think I have an answer for you. I feel like this movie is kind of it's a commentary on a post Reagan era. Like disregard and defunding of mental institutions. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was a PSA on how we over-diagnose and over-medicate our children with ADHD. That could have been, you know, layers. Layers. (laughs) I do like, like, like the movie's chock full of references to some of the other movies, and Mm -hmm. it's good that they do that. Not as many as you would think, given how many movies there were. Right, and and also... It it also implies that the other movies are kind of shitty, which is not... False. Not yeah. This is definitely. What's great? Yeah, this is definitely. I mean, it's definitely the best Jason movie, and it'd be hard. I mean, you could argue like West Craven's Nightmare is really good, but like the you, probably the best of either series. Like, I'm okay with that. I, I mean, you can make an argument. I still think Nightmare on Elm Street. The original is Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. is good. Right. Uh, New Nightmare is good for Freddy, but all the other ones are pretty bad. I mean, pretty, Dream, Dream Warriors. Uh, part three is like I, I enjoy, but the rest are bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And like the Jason movies, well, I mean, I can. They're all stupid. They're, they're, all, they're all very. They're fun. great movies. Don't yeah, like, like don't we get enjoy me wrong. them. Yeah. Like I, I love building a timeline for the Jason movies because <laughs> the the two through four happen within like the next day after each other. Right, and then, like then he becomes a zombie, and oh, it's just so well. It's also like perfect. What's interesting too about the timeline of this movie? I wanted to get into this later, but I guess now's a good time. Is the movie kind of takes place right after the last like Nightmare on Elm Street movie, which like Freddy's Dead was what like eighty nine, ninety or so? You think uh, so? No, no, it was uh, it was early nineties um, because they had the power glove. 
Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because there's the whole video game scene. Mm-hmm. You but, think it takes place right? Well, no, after no, no, that? no. What's weird and, is it it takes place kind of contemporary times, which was like 2003 or oh, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. But there's stuff like like um, Mark has the total denim getup, which oh, is more of like yeah. a retro thing. It's like his brother's so, truck. Freddie's dead totally was 91. in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Like there was no kid in the 90s that drove a van. Right. Like that. right. And so if he was in when he was 14, he's presumably 17 now or 16 yeah. or something. His older brother was, yeah. Yeah. And it's like implied, like, oh, Freddy, like, he went away, like, a couple years Mm -hmm. ago, which was. What would it have had to have been? Right. Like, I don't don't understand how they got everyone to forget about Freddy in that short a period of time. Like, even if it was. Because his brother died because of Freddy. Right. Well, they. But they. Freddy was having a mini resurgence and they, like, shut it down. Well, yeah. That's that's my. Well, that's kind of the thing is that Satan is, like, kind of a direct sequel, but, like, taking place many years later. Like,. Like, like even then, like even with the amount of time, more fake it really wasn't now yeah. than there were then. Like even in a ten-year span, the amount of forgetfulness, like it is not even a blip on the radar. Like well, that's, that's thing, what though, surprises like, me because that's kind of what they get into is like it turns out that um, you know John Ritter's kid and his buddy are they're institutionalized just because they know about Freddy, not yeah. because they are a danger or that they're actually well, crazy. Jason Ritter doesn't even know about uh, Freddy. He thinks that Laurie's mom was killed by, by Laurie's dad. dad. Right. He didn't see Freddy. Yeah, the so, other one saw Freddy, yeah. Right, but the other one, the, the other friend, Mark, Mark, it makes sense for Mark to be institutionalized because he had the nightmares. Yeah. And but so he, they, also, he also doesn't remember Freddy until they start with the Well, the he talked about, in no, in, in the institution they talk about the... Uh, uh, Jason Ritter makes some reference like, "Don't start about that, you know, dream demon shit again." Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, Freddy is a dream demon. Uh, it has been established, I want to say, in Nightmare Five. Yeah. Because um, don't want to go back and double check, fact check me on that. Because trust me, <laughs> it's yeah. not worth the effort. Um, but uh, so, like, he clearly needed to be, you know, institute like quarantined is how they were treating it. Was like a quarantine, so all the people that knew about Freddy. We're kept together and put on hypnosil, which keeps you from dreaming. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole solution to their problem is uh, keeping these kids against their will. Right. Uh, presumably with their parents knowing or maybe not knowing because otherwise maybe Lori would have gone to Jason Ritter's dad and been like, hey, where's Will? Um, yeah. You know, she doesn't, that did not seem to be an option for her for some reason. Right, yeah. Um, oh, I guess I guess she probably thought they moved away. Is there witness protection with the the study program of Hypnosil? That's what I want to know. <laughs> we'll say yes. They funded them to move to the next town over, uh, Spring Vale. Yeah, what um, happened to that kid's family? <laughs> it's very unclear. All the kids that were affected uh, hit, hit, by Freddy... His We're dad moved orphans. in. Uh, Jason Ritter's dad moved in with two uh, young women in the early eighties, <laughs> and they yeah. lived together. Was a, Their hijinks ensued. Yeah, uh, it was a women's only apartment, but he said he was gay, so he could stay there. Yeah, it brings back uh, Don Knotts' voice again. Exactly. Uh, so and then he moved on circle. to his second family with Katie Siegel and two teenage daughters. Oh, it's sad because he died during that. <laughs> also, and no one told his son, who was in the middle of a drug program. Oh God! What? Well, yeah, <laughs> he turned it's a also corner funny. On this it was podcast. around this time because this is like around the time Millie started dating. She was visiting me at school for the first time, uh, like a, a week or two after we saw this movie. And uh, John Ritter died that weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! And then Johnny Cash died. And the night Johnny Cash died, 
there was a party down the way from us. Uh, a friend of ours from college was having, and then these dudes knock on my door, and they're like, "Hey, do you like Johnny Cash?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like. All right, cool, man. You want to come with us? We're knocking on doors, and the first person who says no, we're going to kick their fucking ass. I was like, no, I'm, I'm good, man. Wow, that missed my house Wait. remarkably. That missed my apartment. Is this when you lived on Willow or the no, apartment my, before? No, uh, Market Street. Yeah, yeah okay. that's that's where I lived next to him. Uh, they didn't come to my door. Uh, <laughs> or if they did, they're just like... They probably You're... found somebody who didn't like Johnny Cash before they made it to you. I'm right next door to Dan, though. <laughs> It really was. I have to check like, with my roommate to see if he Brian got Brian and Jason and Dan and Chamberlain. Like, I have to check with Jason to see if he got beat up. Another, another fun... moments after they left Dan's door, they ran out of steam. Or like, oh, <laughs> this is it's way like, too much. Do you like, do, do you like Johnny Cash? That's the year I bought at, uh, at Folsom Prison. I think... I and... thought I thought you did see these guys. Like, if... I recall correctly. Oh, it, that's entirely possible. I wonder if they were the I same was drunk guys. that year. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wonder if they were the same guys. We're getting off topic. But I wonder if they were the same guys that we had a huge speech party. And they um, were talking really homophobic. And I told them they needed to leave. And they to- the, there was this guy that was like, oh, it's okay, dude, because she's a lesbian. And totally pushed me. And so I kicked him in the shit and I told him he better fucking leave. <laughs> oh. Okay, now that we're getting really off topic. I know, I told you we were getting off topic. In that same apartment we lived at Market Street, remember it was a townhouse, like Mm -hmm. not a regular apartment setup. Brian Marple came over to my apartment one time. He's like, hey, do you you, you know your your fat neighbor? I said, yeah. He's like, yeah, she's getting fucked on the couch right now. Because she left her blinds open. Oh my god. And it was like ground level, so you could just see. Moving back. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Did you go check it out? No. <laughs> You're no, like, cool, maybe. Uh, Moving on. Thanks for coming to my door to let me know about that. I was already dating you, so I didn't need to see some. My but friend. if, but here's the here's the qualifier. If he wasn't dating no, you, right. he would have walked no, over. It was You'd not, be like, this is not my guess. That's not the only time that happened in college. I remember uh, the year before I lived in a different. Well, I guess two years before I lived in a different place where it was second floor apartments, and I was up at. You know, walking into my doorway, and I was, you know, about to open my door, and I looked across the way, and there was other apartments across the street, and someone had their windows open and was clearly having sex, <laughs> and it's like, well, that's interesting. Said <laughs> so to my roommate, like, "Hey, check it out." He goes, "Huh? Should probably close their blinds, huh?" <laughs> I went inside. He stayed out for a little while. <laughs> So it's around this time too. I can't remember who. Someone says the line like Columbine about like the oh, murders. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So uh, that happens. Uh, so let's see. Where are we in the plots? Uh, so they have. So they're we were at the mental institution. And mental then, institution. And then we go back to the high school, and there's fake Jason Mewes and fake Jack Black. Who are organizing a rave. Well, okay, so oh, they, and they, they Jack mentioned... Black is actually fake Horatio Sands. Let's yeah. <laughs> clarify. See, I, I don't know. I think his his lines and his delivery, he's meant to be... They were like, can we get Jack Black? And it's like, I don't know. He's kind of big now. Like, <laughs> I feel uh, like if this movie was actually made three years ago, it would have been Jonah made. Hill. But... <laughs> no. He was riding the fame of high fidelity at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but he, School of Rock was around this time too. It, it, I think it came out. It was probably released around this time. He wasn't big enough when that was being made. Yeah. But regardless, uh, so what happened was they were at school and uh, Kia uh, yeah. Kia Sorrento said something along the lines <laughs> of, 
they were framing Blake's death as a murder suicide, where he killed his father over you oh. know, regret over his friend's death, not being able to drive his IROC Z, <laughs> and, 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 uh, and then stabbing himself, himself with a machete. With a machete. Like, chopped they, his own arm off. And, like, she, and she's like, they're, they're, they're making it out sound like some Columbine shit. And, which, okay, that's a, that's one way now to go with it. this is like it. ancient history, but like, that was like still kind of like, ooh, too soon, It was soon, like six guys. years before that, yeah. Yeah, but it was like... Because I lived, I was an exchange student when Columbine happened, and it was on the ticker where I lived in Europe. It yeah. came over on like the news ticker on like the late night television. Yeah. And um, that was in ninety eight, ninety nine. So that was still yeah. like, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, and this ninety seven, maybe it was no, ninety eight. Yeah, I was. I was in no, it had to have been ninety eight because it. Yeah, no, my, yeah. the New right. Year's trip for me okay. was ninety nine. Yeah, because I was in I was in high school and wore black t shirts and stuff. So I like, I remember so people talking like, to people like, and being like, I, look at those guys in the trench coats. Like they could totally do it and be like. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> this is also before I should point out for our younger viewers, our listeners, that mm-hmm. this is before like people just started shooting up schools all the time. Yeah, before, right, yeah. right. Like this was still before when it, was... it was the national pastime. Right. Uh, when it was a novelty, still <laughs> oh. before you were a copycat killer. Yeah. Um, before that, we also saw Lori at home with her dad, who was like secretly drugging her with the hypnosil. And also, Lori was high even before getting drugged. Like that whole scene, she's like. Dad, yeah. <laughs> I just I don't. She wasn't I high. She's tired. See. That's what girls that are hot say when they're tired. <laughs> yeah. uh, I kind of agree with that, actually. Like in all seriousness, like like oh, I'm just so tired. It's like shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what it's like. It, it is totally up. just like that. It's like yeah. it's time for bed. She's like, no, I want to stay up a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, you could tell she was just going to be like a photography major in college. Yeah. But her dad, I love the way her dad did it. He's like, "Hey, hey, teenage girl, you know what you would uh, what would you would definitely drink if I put a drug in it? Orange. A thirty-two Giant. ounce uh, orange juice, yeah. nice citric acid like, to start your day." The only thing that he didn't say that he should have was like, "You don't want to get scurvy." Yeah, yeah. like it's yeah. a. Like the prescription drug bottle on the counter, clearly, right. as he secretly drugs. What her. what made more sense is if like he had she... just said, "Hey, there's a drug that keeps you from dreaming. Are you afraid of dreaming?" Because right, here you go. Like this is one of those instances where, like, if the adults just fessed up, right. fessed up. Like if her dad, even like the cops, because they wouldn't. But like, yeah. um, if her dad was like. I know you're afraid of dreaming. Yeah. Or like some shit like that. I mean like, I have a remedy for I that. We can talk about it later. Being murdered in your but sleep. this right. will stop the murder sleep. Um, but, I just like, at that point I wrote down that I hoped it would be revealed that the whole movie is just the nightmare of a girl who was imprisoned by her bereaved father. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, honestly, I thought... And she was um, locked up after her mother was killed. <laughs> the first time I saw the movie, I thought that he was going to have some tie-in to Freddy. Because, um, I don't know, the actor, for some reason, maybe it's his nose or something, yeah, kind of reminds yeah, me of Robert Englund. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought he would be, like, more legit evil. Right. He has a creepy He's a, he's a dick, him. too. Yeah. He's, a, he's a dick, but he's not, like, a child murderer. Mm. Um, so, I mean, credit there. Yeah. Uh, 
But like I was expecting, like the first time I saw the movie, I wasn't as familiar with the franchise as I am now. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, oh, he's obviously like super evil. And it turns out he's well-intentioned evil. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but going back to the school. So when Sorry, um, yeah. fake Jason Mewes and fake Jack Black are handing out flyers, uh, Mark and uh, John Ritter's kids show up. And Mark is dressed as Denim Dan. And <laughs> he starts doing the Freddy rhyme. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Well, Out of nowhere! Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, Lori starts... Lori's telling the story I, I'm ex- She's like, I, 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 there was this guy it's called Freddy and these kids, they were doing a rhyme. I can't remember how it goes. And he goes, it's just like... One, two, Freddy's coming for you. And, and, you know Why? Because that's when he comes for you. <laughs> at one, two. I guess. You ever accidentally do that? Like, bully. two people are talking about, like, a movie. <laughs> like, he was like, and you're, like, on the train or something. And you're like, oh, it, it's this movie. And you're like, oh, God, why did I say that? Like, <laughs> like no, that movie like, with that guy. It, and it's like... Yes, like, you know yes I've done that. I've done yeah. that, absolutely. It makes me feel like an asshole, but I'm glad that they're stopping like, stupid. He's yeah. like, you know why he sings that? Because then he runs away and leaves you alone forever. <laughs> <laughs> Only Mark said. never leaves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lori goes to the infirmary in their high school. Hey, and well, they tell her to sleep. Like, they, they, what the no, no, she, she passes out because she sees her oh. boyfriend, Will, which makes her pass out. Right. And they run away because they're uh, escaped from the mental institution and not supposed to be in the school. Which, which post Columbine, populated by people at that time. Post-Columbine, they definitely wouldn't like have like student IDs or anything to check. Right. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they ran away, and she had to go to the infirmary, and that's where we have the nightmare with Kelly K- Rowland with K- Kakia, uh, where she falls asleep, and there's a really bad CGI of Freddie cutting her nose off because she wants a nose job. She hates. Well, and she's reading a magazine about plastic surgery in like the school nurse office. It's kind of unclear whether it's the school nurse or whether they took her offsite. Maybe it's the school nurse. It's the school nurse. Right. I do it, think it is one hundred percent the school nurse. I okay. do think at a certain. So I think it was like a gossip. It was probably the so, gossip but, rag. Yeah. But I think when it gets into the really gory bits of like the actual the incisions surgery, and the surgery, yeah. I think that's when Freddie took over. I think you are mm-hmm. overestimating their school system. <laughs> uh, I think you are underestimating uh, also Freddy Krueger's knowledge of teenage girls. Also, this is. <laughs> also, Nothing the, is wrong hmm. with Kelly Rowland's nose. Yeah. Also, Nothing. that's very true. <laughs> this movie was nose shot in Canada. Fine. Maybe things are different up there. Yeah. Uh, but was yet, it shot in Canada? When, when yeah. she when she wakes up from her dream, she throws the magazine she was sleep holding uh, across the room. So she was reading a magazine, saw the magazine, and something in the magazine made her say, "Oh, that reminds me of my awful dream about having my nose torn off by right. Freddie, who says." Got your nose! <laughs> uh, trickster that he is, hiding out in the magazine. Va- Again, va- like child Vegas murderer. Ready. <laughs> child murderer slash practical joker. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the movie was shot in, up in like around Vancouver. They were actually talking on the uh, commentary about how they were glad they found a house that looked like the house from the original Nightmare. Yeah, they had to try. They had to do quite a bit of hunting for that. Yeah, um, and then uh, so after like the scene in the, the nurse's office. Slash infirmary slash plastic surgeon. Uh, we go to um, Mark and uh, Will. They're at the library, and there's a dope ass shot of a card catalog, which makes me like nostalgic <laughs> uh, for 
But what, what's great about that scene is yeah. that uh, so they're going through the records and they're trying to find any any reference to Freddy Krueger, like Freddy Krueger's death, Freddy Krueger being a murderer, people that have died from Freddy Krueger, and there's nothing. There's a whole bunch of blacked out, uh, you know, comes yeah, in there. In there, it's in like their, looking at they're looking at microfiche. Yeah, which again, nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, and it's blacked out. But what's great though is that he's like, oh, look at this. This is the day that my brother died. And there's no reference to his suicide. That's because it would have been in the next day's paper. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all redacted. It's like looking at the government files and UFOs, man. What do they not want us to know? But that's like coming back from the libraries when he figures it out. Yeah. He's the first one to... Uh, one of many scenes in the movie where they figure out the plot for the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where he starts saying... Oh, dude, we fucked it up. They were trying to quarantine us so we wouldn't dream about, so we wouldn't tell other people they about Freddy. Well, he realized it. People. Jason yeah. Ritter is just like, what? <laughs> and uh, his Mark's just like, obviously, I know the, I finally understand the plot by not being able to research things correctly. <laughs> I know why we've been drugged in an and institution then, for seven years. No explanation. We go, uh, it's in his brother's fan. Which is such a dope ass thing. Yeah. What did you did you catch? What it's read on the front? I could not catch it. I couldn't see what it read on the front, oh, but I noticed the sign. It was definitely it's a topless Viking woman fighting it's a, like a demon or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's something like that. Topless woman see on it. Why okay. Yeah. Brother's death. His parents held on to that band for uh, the last couple of years. Right. It, it, as he said, this is my brother's pride and joy. My brother, who's been dead for several years now. Yeah. So right again, again though, we get into that whole thing. Is it 1994? Or 2003, because like a, a van with like topless Viking women is and, never out of style, right? I think that's how you finish that <laughs> sentence. But the shag carpeting on the inside that that's on it's, the walls of the van, yeah, but, it's yeah. the shagging wagon. Yeah, um, there was originally a waterbed in there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm hilarious. So, yeah, they have that conversation, the really sweet ride, and then there's a cornfield rave. And I remember oh, thinking when I first saw this uh, movie, I'm like, God, I hate ravers. I hope Jason shows up. <laughs> Perhaps he does. <laughs> Wish granted. Yeah. So first on Big Tits McGee, Dumb Tits McGee, whatever you guys call her. Big Dumb Tits. Big yeah. Dumb Tits. We, we call her Big Tits McGee. That, she, oh, that also um, works. She wanders off and Trey, her, her um, boyfriend who's been murdered, is abusing her from the grave. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's mentally abusive. His abuse is always mental, yeah. except when it's sexual. Right. Also, can we discuss how Jason just carries a like steamer trunk full of decapitated heads of his victims? No, right. no, 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 just to like mess with people. No, 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 no. no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're oh, no, no. She was asleep when that yeah. happened. That's a Freddy Krueger thing. Damn it! Yeah, that's definitely Freddy. <laughs> I know. Oh, sorry, it's, guys. No, it's hard to follow which. Which, uh, Which is why you need college level papers to explain right. it to you. God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the rave happens Which because monsters, Big uh... Dumb Tits needs a distraction from mourning her boyfriend and his best friend. So she says, shit, I need to get lit up with Horatio Sands and uh, Jason Muse. Fake Jason Muse. Fake yeah. Jason Muse. From and... Jane Silent Bob. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. For listeners at home who may not be as familiar. Yeah, Jason Muse <laughs> before he was a sad human being. Yeah. Um, when he was just 
occasionally famous Jason Mewes. Um, so they go to the rave, and it's a party. You can tell people are dancing to music that they don't actually hear. It's in the cornfield. There's, like, all the lighting is provided by, like, headlights on cars. So there's, like, two cars that didn't start up afterwards. And they've got kegs, and they're, like, having a good time. And that's when we get to see, like, the, the nerdy guy shows up. Linderman. Yeah. Uh, and they make him drink beer. They make him yeah. drink beer. Oh, that's Linderman so rough. Linderman makes me so happy. And he's... <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, like, they make reference here, too. Like, they say something like it's a sick burn. It's, like, totally not, too. Like, it's like people... <laughs> he, he tears at Kelly Rowland's already destroyed self-esteem courtesy of Beyonce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, tells, he tells Kelly Rowland that she's basically an asshole because she's mean to him. And he's totally right. Yeah. So it's it's one of the few. He is probably the character that if if I had to choose someone to survive, I would have chosen him. It doesn't work out that way because he's a nerd, right? Um, yeah. But like, so he was due He's got a crush him. on Lori. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he doesn't and, really exhibit it too much. It's not like too bad. It's just, oh hey, I'm the guy that lives down the street from the hot girl. Maybe I'll talk to her. Yeah, right. Um, it makes sense. It like, does make sense, and. Uh, so they're at the party and they're raving and having a good time and uh, Big Dumb Tits... Gets beckoned away by her, her uh, dead boyfriend. Well, apparently she must have wandered away while drunk and fallen asleep. Yeah. Or yeah. something then, in the... Then, on the ground. The in the corn. Do. Well, I mean, yeah. if you... She's clearly has a, a problem abusing alcohol. Right. And uh, she just went through sure. a tragedy. Yeah. As someone who's been known to imbibe from time to time, I could see... You know, yeah. it impairing my judgment if, like, you'd been murdered or something. Right. You, maybe you'd... If I, if I... Okay, and in, in this scenario, I'm... I could see, I could see so Dan showing up in a corn rave yeah. then. Um, yeah. I can't you're, see you're, any circumstance. <laughs> unless I was coming to murder everyone. You have conflicting feelings because in this, in this scenario, I'm abusive and insulting. But you... Yeah. Nonetheless, we'll... We'll, we'll ignore your abuse and insults. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so she falls asleep, and and Freddie starts going after her, and she, like, dreams of... First, it's her boyfriend with his severed head. He's right. like, I, I'm not gonna ask you twice to follow me. Come on, babe. <laughs> Every time he says that, I just want to be like, ah, fuck you, dude. And, she follows <laughs> him and that's when I... Which turns out to be a boiler room. A boiler room, because all barns are boiler rooms in but Freddy's. It's, it's really Freddy's boiler room. It's Freddy's, it's Freddy's it's, boiler room. It's stayed pretty much the same. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. He has not updated the decor. No. Um, <laughs> and so, like, she's escaping from Freddy, and when Freddy's about to kill her, oh, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, so it turns out when she was asleep. This dude who looks like the lead singer of Power Man 5000. Power Man 5000. Thank you. Now this is one in five one worlds. He is not. Who did you no, say no, he no, was? No, 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 no. I agreed. So the first time we, we went and saw the movie, I agreed that it was Pir- Power Man 5000. But who, who did you say he was this week? I am not finished with my story. <laughs> Sorry. So when we watched it this week in preparation for this beautiful thing, um... I called him the Prodigy Man. <laughs> well, no, Prodigy, he had red and blue hair. That Not was... in the, what's the song? I can't think of it. You're Maybe. thinking about the original Firestarter. I'm the Firestarter. No, in the Firestarter red... song, he had blonde hair. No. Yeah. No. I've also drank most of the wine, so. <laughs> sure. Also, Big Dumb Tits, to hide from Freddie, she stuffs herself into a locker, which means... Okay. Making yourself a nerd. Right, and I didn't bring this up. (laughs) I didn't bring this up when we were watching the movie, but I was like, because I couldn't remember, because it had been 
several years since I've actually seen the movie. So I couldn't remember what actually happened. But when she locked herself in the locker, I kept thinking, it'd be really funny if Freddie just showed up right behind her because <laughs> Freddie can do whatever the fuck he wants in his right, boiler room. Right, it's a dream, yeah. Right. So, and as Freddie's about to kill her, Jason sees Power Man 5000 creeping on uh, Big Dumpty. It's like he's going to rape, date, rape her. Like she's yeah. passed and, down and Power Man 5000 is covered in glow sticks, by right. the way. He like, so he really is Which tells you something about his... About his uh, leather jacket that he like, was wearing, it had all sorts of places to hook. Yeah, those on. he, it, he all had at least at, yeah. at, at least, least hundred. Yeah, at least. Well, yeah, I would think def- so. definitely forty. Yeah, um, a yeah. hundred is possible. Why? Because he probably had <laughs> he, he probably had like bondage pants on. Yeah, and so oh, that's hooks. true. Yeah, Jason. He had jinkos. Yeah, he totally had jinkos. So Jason he stabs definitely shops at Hot Topic. The two of them. <laughs> Jason's... So Jason is sending a message here by by killing the attempted rapist, but also rape is wrong. But also but the also victims are wrong. Like, like she's not blameless either. Is the message? Yeah, he's sending. it's yeah. like she's he's a Republican, I guess. Like yeah, he's like Jason is definitely a Republican. She's, you think she's so? kind of? There is no doubt in my mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She gets what she deserves here. Yeah, he wants yeah, to make Jason's... America great again. <laughs> I'm murdering teenagers. I think both of them are Although, if there's a way to, like, get America great again, murdering teenagers is a good place to start. (laughs) Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that generation. So, uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, he kills both of them, which angers Freddy. He doesn't like this. Yeah, Freddy doesn't like his kill being stolen from him is the gist. Because there aren't enough drunk teenagers to go around. Well, they're not asleep getting raped. Right. So, yeah, fake Jack Black is drinking straight Everclear, and he says this Everclear is kicking, kicking my, my ass. ass. <laughs> and also, he, who drinks straight Everclear? Out of like, a... Honestly. Out of a pitcher. Out of... Right. Of fat people, apparently. Mauricio <laughs> uh, Sands drinks it. I'm a pretty big drinker, <laughs> and when I've tried to drink Everclear, like, doing a shot of it, it's like... Because I've been like, I could do, like, four shots of vodka without breaking a sweat, no chaser. Yeah. And doing one shot of Everclear, it's like, oh, God, this is awful. I'm... I'm I said, yeah, like I agreed with you. Yeah. I do not agree with well, you. <laughs> you. You agree with him that you don't want to do Everclear. Right. Okay, so yeah. this guy is doing Everclear. Drinking. He's kicking his ass. Drinking it straight out of the jug. And yeah. then his, his hillbilly friend sitting there just goes, <laughs> and Jason shows up. Yeah. And, like, and they, they turn around, they see a dude that's like 6'6, six, six, 400 pounds yeah, of like zombie muscle. Lit on fire. And well, first yeah. they say, oh, you know, like basically. They call him a hillbilly. They call him a hillbilly. And and they're like, hey, Jethro, there's no pigs around here for you to fuck. (laughs) A better joke would be like calling him like Eddie Belfort. And he's... Blades of Steel. Got a hockey mask. He's totally got a hockey mask. We haven't discussed this, but the visual of Jason is kind of different than most. He has black, leathery, burnt, like, decrepit skin. Right. It's not gray. Mm Mm-hmm. He's he's like right. It's charcoal. charcoal. Yeah, it's a Ramones jacket. He (laughs) is about seven feet tall and about six hundred (laughs) pounds. And you're 
just making fun of him. Yeah, that, that, like, that's like, the guy like, I'm making fun of. And he shows up without weapons. Yeah. That's, that's the That's the other thing. thing. That's the fascinating or thing. Or he killed Power Man 5000 by pulling like a pipe off of something. Yeah. yeah. Instead of Which like a machete. See. But yeah. he kills people later in the party with a machete. So either they brought a machete or he was just saving that for <laughs> he's later. Just like, he's um, like, oh, I see this pipe right here. I'm going to need a lot more than my machete for this. So, <laughs> for so, this so they, they he, he ends up turning the, the guy goes, hoo, hoo, hoo. Twist his head around completely because uh, fuck that guy. Yeah, and the guy who's like laugh. an extra in like Roadhouse. Yeah, <laughs> and so, uh, so our uh, Jack Black extra Horatio Sands wannabe uh, blows he throws the Everclear on him and, and, and lights him on fire. fire. Yeah. And uh, that does not stop him. Apparently, so, yeah. Now we see Jason engulfed in flames. He's zombie yeah. Jason. Like, and then he's he not. Although he smartly puts himself out with a beer shower, like. <laughs> He cuts a keg open, and he's like, oh, yeah, get that cold ice <laughs> from the land of sky blue waters Ru- all rub- over me. Rubs his nipples sensuously. Uh, yeah. Puts himself out with beer, and, uh, yeah, he goes out. He, he kills rave. about 15 kids at that point. Yeah, good. Yeah. They're fucking ravers. They right. deserve what they get. Absolutely. No one listened to techno. It sucks. I did. So, when, we, when we watched it this week, I did say that I was like, I just want this whole cornfield to burn, forgetting what actually happened in yeah, the movie. It would also be good if the man behind the rose from the Children of the Corn movie showed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Another bringing more just horror movies in for the crossover. 